And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for the website, peoplescounty.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. Uh, 72 episodes in. And I still I still can't get anything right. How sad was that? I started speaking without the microphone in front of me. I don't know what's wrong with my voice, but for the past, I would say, two weeks, it has been a little on the... Uh, the the not good side. I'm last week. If you didn't last in last week, and I don't know why you wouldn't last in last week. <laughs> if you didn't listen last week, you know I have a lot of issues with audition. Uh, if you didn't listen for the past seventy two episodes, you know a lot of issues with audition. Uh, know that I am when I'm looking down at the computer right now. It is I'm doing one of two things: looking up uh, a story, or check it out and see if audition is still rolling. As as of now, it's still rolling. Uh, it's not funny because I spent a lot of time last week having to re-record an episode. But you also did learn two facts about me. Two, st- I told you two long stories that were like, <laughs> as I just described, too long. <laughs> but you knew that I write a, you know that I wrote a book and some other story that I forgot to tell, talk about that I knew about. Uh, before we get started, I want to talk about this week's sponsor. This week's sponsor, of course, is uh, Emma Wilman from the Comedy Lineup. She's got a new stand-up special on Netflix coming August 31st, which I believe is two days from now as of this recording. You can check it out. It's, uh, she's part of the Comedy Lineup with a whole bunch of other comedians that don't really matter because Emma Wilman is who we're talking about today. She's a very funny comedian from New York. She's hilarious. She's on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend for an arc with Valencia, who used to be the ex-girlfriend of <laughs> one of the main characters. Characters. But but now she's a, a lesbian who helps. Uh... All right, so <laughs> audition did crash in the middle of me uh, uh, doing my thing, uh, doing the sponsor spot. I very I'm so sorry to Emma, and uh, did not mean it. Anyway, like I was saying about Valencia, she's a lesbian who <laughs> she's now lesbian who was an ex girlfriend of one of the main characters, Josh Chan. Uh, for, which is the impetus of the entire show, which is the reason why the entire show starts, sorry. And uh, anyway, now she's uh, she does party planning and stuff, and I ruined, I ruined most of the story, but who cares? Uh, I do, because it's a great show. So watch it. Watch it on Netflix. But also, <laughs> also on Netflix, watch the comedy lineup starring Emma Willen. It's a quarter hour, but it doesn't mean it's not a quarter funny. And that is where Audition dropped the <laughs> last time. I had this whole thing about it not being a quarter funny. You, It, it was really good. You missed it. It's. Uh, I went on for about seven minutes. I didn't. It was like... 15 seconds anyway quarter hour 100% funny check it out fully funny <laughs> check it out Emma Wilman comedy lineup August 31st we also have a new sponsor and uh, I will take care of that when I find the copy later on in the episode <laughs> but you know what we'll we'll head on in uh, to the whatchamacallits to the stories so this past weekend Drew Michael released a stand-up special over there on the HBO Comedy Network. <laughs> no, no, the HBO uh, released a comedy special uh, with Drew Michael. And it's not like your typical comedy special. It is a special in, uh, where Drew, Drew's only audience is he's talking directly to the camera, like kind of like I'm doing right now. <laughs> He's talking directly to the camera, except millions of people are watching him. He's talking directly, directly to the camera, and the only audience is his girlfriend. But she's kind of acting within the special they periodically throughout the special they have these conversations uh basically they're skype sessions and they're just talking really about anything and it is it's really it's really cute and it's (laughs) and i don't mean to say that i don't mean to uh demean 
Am I using that? I don't mean to uh, take put down what he's doing, but it's a it's a very cute idea uh, that he's that in between you know the set that he's doing he's performing it he's delivering it as if it is the same set he's doing in a comedy club, which is very funny. Um, and like he has the same mannerisms and everything, so check it out. Uh, but but I'm saying uh, him and his girlfriend, the parts with his girlfriend is are just so uh, realistic and re- true to life. And a little heartbreaking, and <laughs> and I think I think it's really a wonderful special. So check it out. I'm about I'm halfway through it. I'm going to finish it later on this evening. Uh, and it's oh, and it's directed by Gerard Carmichael, and I believe somebody else has a has a uh, has a hand in it. But Gerard Carmichael uh, directed it, and it's it's like I just said, it's Drew Michael in front of a, a black space talking to you the, for the first I think f- uh, three minutes is is just him. And his girlfriend, but you don't see them, and they're just talking over the phone. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, but yeah, check it out. Drew Michael, HBO. Murder on the Order Express. Order Express. <laughs> Speaking of HBO, I did watch this movie over the course of the last two days uh, on the HBO's Murder on the Orient Express. Uh, let me tell you, I wanted to see this movie so badly when it came out in theaters, like so badly. I didn't care about reviews. That trailer did its job, and it sold me on the movie. Um, so much so that I stopped watching the trailer about halfway through. Uh, but I, that movie is boring. <laughs> My God, it is about 25 minutes of boring. And then the murder finally happens. It's Johnny Depp's character. And then you got to, we, you know, we got, uh, Kenneth Branagh who stars, directs, and I think he wrote it as well. Uh, just, just talking to 12 other people like Josh Gad and Lamar Odom. I don't think that's the right guy. <laughs> Uh, Daisy Ridley. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, that was L- L- nope. That was not Lamar Odom. <laughs> it was Leslie Odom Jr. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so stupid. You know what's funny? I was introduced to Hamilton via the Never Not Funny podcast, and and that was that was like a year before it got big because Anthony Rapp came on Never Not Funny, uh, who's an original rent. And Anthony uh, <laughs> said, told told the host uh, Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap. He said, "No, uh, Hamilton's going to be this next big thing." This guy, Lin Manuel Miranda, he did this this play called uh, in this musical called In the Heights, and it did it was it did really well. But this Hamilton thing is going to be huge. And that was like a year before it blew up. And I I bought the soundtrack, I listened to it, and I was like, "Yeah, this is the greatest thing in the world." And uh, cut to four years later, it's still probably one of the biggest uh, uh, musicals of all time touring and everything and and I, I never forget one of the original people <laughs> I know the entire soundtrack by heart because I for a long time that was the only thing I listened to even in the gym I like oh I pick out all the all the hard hardcore songs like Guns and Ships My Shot uh ooh say no to this that's a great song oh my god anyone else been tempted <laughs> knows the deal lord help me say no to this uh but Lamar Odom great guy doing well hope he's not sick anymore <laughs> Remember he had all those uh, seizures and heart attacks. <laughs> Why am I laughing? Anyway, Murder on the Orient Express is a fine film, not the best. I I definitely there's going to be a sequel, so uh, if you're excited for that, then uh, good good on you. The movie, the trailer painted it as this beautiful noir, like beautiful as in aesthetically beautiful, like this uh, 1930s or set set film, early 30s set film. Uh, that's going to have the tr- even the poster looks amazing. That's going to have all these neon signs and these beautiful lights and this train and stuff. And then they get stuck 
Uh, you only see outside every now and then when they want you to see it. Uh, but it's got a, this cast is insane. Penelope Cruz, Willem Dafoe, Judy Dench, Johnny Depp, Josh Gad, Derek Jacoby, Leslie Odom Jr., Michelle Pfeiffer, and Daisy Ridley. That's insane. That's a, that's one of the greatest casts in movie history. <laughs> I mean, it's not really diverse. You know, like three women and a black. Uh, and there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, uh, a little bit of racist racial undertones because it's set in the 30s, uh, and it's still kind of still kind of strange. Let's see. But Kenneth Branagh did he did a fine job with the direction. The my issue with him is it's a and I can say this because this is a clean show. It's a self masturbatory uh, practice with him doing doing this movie because there's a lot of lingering shots on his care on his giant mustache that wraps around his face. A lot of over the head dangling shots with the camera up and you're looking down on the characters and they're long. And I, when I say linger, I mean they linger. It's a very long time that these that these shots will just sit there. In the end you find out who who did it and you're I mean, you're not really driven yourself to to guess. <laughs> and I think that's what my issue is like I when I want when I watched the movie, I thought I want to guess who this is. No, no. Uh, they have the uh, so it, it doesn't get started for maybe half an hour. This movie's already too long. <laughs> for half an hour, you're introduced to all 12 of the characters, all 13, sorry, before Depp is killed uh, early on in the film and uh, I gotta say, it's fine. It's a fine film. I never want to see it again. <laughs> There's gonna be a sequel coming out next next Christmas, the day five days before Christmas, December twentieth, twenty nineteen, called Death of the Nile. So, Death of the Nile. I don't know what's wrong with my voice. I really don't know. I don't talk all day. <laughs> Maybe that's it. All right, let's move on to the next uh, story because I got a lot to go through. <laughs> I have a lot to go through. Not a lot of time. No, they're doing they're doing construction. Oh my god, the story's gone. No. Okay, so this is a story about Jimmy Kimmel and Megan Kelly. Um, Jimmy had some things to say about Megan. Oh, Jimmy Christmas, and he doesn't think that. Uh, here it is. I found it. Salon, you dirty, dirty sneaks. Uh, here's the here's the article from Salon that uh, struck 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 it up. He said. Late night uh, host Jimmy Kimmel says Megyn Kelly, quote, probably won't make it at the end of the year on NBC, (laughs) which is crazy to say because within the past few weeks, her ratings have gone up. Now, I did do a story on Newstime uh, in regards to Megyn Kelly, Megyn Kelly's show uh, that her hour or rather on NBC not doing well. I think she comes in at the nine o'clock hour. Yeah. And then at 10 o'clock, it's uh, Hoda and Kathy Lee. And. and so when she came on, I remember last year when her, when both shows started, when her morning show started and when, or was it earlier this year? Whatever. It, didn't really, it feels like 10 years ago at this point, but when her morning show started and when her primetime show started on Sundays on NBC, that show was taken off the air rather quickly because it was getting horrible ratings. And then we have this morning show. They spent, keep in mind, NBC spent hundreds of millions of hundreds of millions right i think uh they spent a lot of money <laughs> they spent a lot of money in order to to nab her uh and i don't think anybody really wanted her when she left fox news so i didn't, <laughs> i don't know why i spent so much money on her um but now uh but it, over the course of the year her sh- her uh or past few months her um her show wasn't doing too hot so i mean you know they're not going to pull an hour of uh, of a uh, more of the Today Show because she's still part of the Today. She's Megyn Kelly Today. She's still part of the Today Show. So what do you do? You just retool it. You try to revamp 
<laughs> and in Megan's case, she tried to he tried to stir controversy, and she's over there talking smack about. I think it was Jane Fonda. Uh, talking about Botox or something like that. Talking, just talking about everybody. And now that Jimmy Kimmel's on a tear with uh, with Fox News host, remember Sean Hannity? <laughs> um, now, I mean, he's just he'll go after anybody. Uh, so let's see. Kimmel doesn't worry about his show and how it, how it, how it's aged and everything, uh, or how his other projects have aged, but. Uh, Megan Kelly, I, she, okay. So, uh, Megan Kelly said something, I think maybe last week, right before the story was published or a week before about how the Oscars could avoid, uh, uh, losing their viewership numbers. And, and it was, I think it was about politics, like how the hosts, uh, AKA Jimmy Kimmel, who did it for the last two years, uh, was uh, talking smack about her president, and uh, and this is what this is what she had to say. I'll say one thing: if the Oscars want better ratings, they should really consider stopping the political speeches, because I think a lot of us don't tune uh, tune to get a lecture on politics. We're looking to have a, a moment of escapism at an award show. We want to hear politics. Tune into cable news. <laughs> okay, and I would say. I'm going to keep going. This is hilarious. And I would say, also say for the record, maybe choose a host because the last time around they had Jimmy Kimmel. I know a lot of people love Jimmy, but he's openly said he's just his, he has disdain for Republicans that they're stupid and he doesn't want them watching his shows. If they disagree with any of his opinions, <laughs> that does not tend to help your, our, your ratings. Kimmel shot right back. You know what happens? You talk smack, get shot or play, play smack with the, with the real S word. Kimmel was not impressed. <laughs> Quote, isn't it funny to hear someone like Megyn Kelly, who based on her ratings probably won't make it to the end of the year on NBC, talking about anyone else's ratings? <laughs> you know, network television is in decline. Yes, there, and it just goes on a spiel. Um, there's a lot of shows to watch, yada, 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 all that stuff. Um, <laughs> maybe if they, he said, maybe if they, if they shorten the show, it will cause an artificial spike in the ratings. But that's just how it's going to go. The audience is going to get smaller and smaller every year. Yeah, this is true. Uh, Megyn Kelly is out here talking smack when she shouldn't be talking smack because her ratings are not even good. You know who watches Megyn Kelly today? People in waiting rooms at doctor's offices, people <laughs> at the hospital, uh, people at their uh, pediatrician with their children, and drunk housewives and house dads because it's 2018. So those are the people that watch Megyn Kelly today. She's coming out here attacking Jimmy like that. Jimmy's been doing this longer than you, child. Actually, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know Megyn Kelly's deal. Oh, God. All right, let's move right along. Oh, God, we're just bumping along today. I have two more stories to talk about. I'm not doing the last thing I, I wanted to do because that was when I had no stories. I mean, it's just <laughs> I would go, going back to the Megyn Kelly thing. If I, I have low ratings on both this podcast and on News Time. Except for, with the exception of, I'm going to check my phone right now. I'm not being rude, but I have the uh, YouTube Studio app for uh, all for Seatless Comedy's YouTube channel, and there are video, there are videos that I do that just stand out among every other video I've ever done. Like I could get on the podcast, I could get ten views. Okay, for the podcast um, on the YouTube on the for the video podcast rather, I could get ten views. But then I could do an episode of News Time that uh, is about 
like the last one, uh, Adam versus Fandango versus Movie Pass, the Battle for Your Tickets. That came out in July, I believe, or two months ago. Yeah, July. And this is when Movie Pass was doing like really hot. And that could get uh, hundreds of views and people could watch it. Hundreds of views. I have, a, I have a couple of videos with thousands of views. It's crazy. And, uh, but, then, but then, you know, you have the videos that just don't do well. Or some that do well just for the heck of it. Um, I have a video with uh, 1,200 views. It's a, it's a documentary I made. 11 minutes to almost 12 minutes. Talking about how to find a Nintendo Switch. And Atlanta. And people really liked it. I did a Pretty Little Liars Baby Daddy parody. <laughs> that people liked that was not liked for a long time but people liked it in the end i did a review of zootopia the only video review i've ever done i did uh i for on on comedies two of on comedies videos have the highest (laughs) views for the entire channel it's crazy but i'm not going to come out here and talk smack about uh who's a youtuber who's a famous one mkbhd I'm not going to come out here and talk smack. I mean, yeah, he does recycle stuff, the specs from <laughs> directly from the sheet of paper about a computer or about an iPhone. Yeah, he does just read off that information and doesn't give anything new. <laughs> but I'm not going to come out here and talk smack about him. <laughs> such a specific such a specific beef I have with that guy. I mean, I really, I really like him. We're the same age, but he just recycles information. I'm still subscribed to him. I still watch his videos. He just recycles information. He doesn't add anything new. The thing you want, you watch him in KBHT. Uh, his name is Marquise Brownlee, black guy from New Jersey. Really nice, really wonderful. I love his stuff. He makes great videos, but you watch him just for the crispiness of the videos. And that's a word that he uses, crispy. You watch him just for the crispiness of the videos. You don't really watch him for anything else. <laughs> you watch him for the stuff he has uh, and the crispiness of the videos. He's got a Tesla. He's my age. He's, no, he's a year younger than me. He's got a Tesla. He's got a great job. He's making millions of dollars. <laughs> but I'm not going to come out here and talk smack about him because that's rude. That's a rude thing. That's a rude thing to do. Let's choose somebody else. Uh, Good Myth- Mythical Morning. GMM. Now, I'm not a child, nor am I a fanciful adult. But by God, I love those guys. Rhett and Link. Very nice. They came on Never Not Funny one time. They were very nice. They do clean comedy on YouTube. You don't have to. You have to curse. They, they're subjective sometimes, which is just fine because they're adults. They're adult men. But you know what? They're nice guys, and I subscribe to them because they're nice. Do I watch the videos? Maybe once every few months. There's one video. This morning they had a Kobe. Kobe Bryant was in one of their episodes. And you know what? I watched ten seconds of it. I said I get the point, and I turned it off. <laughs> I should throw him a like at some point. <laughs> oh my gosh. But you know what? I'm not going to come out here talking smack about those guys because they don't deserve it. They're nice. Everybody's nice. I just had to restart the camera. I'm going to stop mentioning it <laughs> the day I have to stop doing it. All right. So I, I vamped for a few minutes. <laughs> I'm going to move on to the last few stories. Uh, so ESPN is has been in the news as of late. After being uh, bought out by AT&T, am I right? <laughs> am I right? No, <laughs> they're not a Warner company. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so ESPN has has a new uh, president. His name is Jimmy Patero, and he, 
this is this happened a couple of weeks ago, uh, about about a week ago or a week and some change. Um, this guy is so ready to comply with the demands of the NFL. He is so down. He he doesn't care about. <laughs> he want only thing he wants to do is gain the viewership of their NFL games, and he is so excited to sit down and talk about the league and not cause any controversy. Uh, here's what he's saying about ESPN's uh, uh, relationship with the league. I spent a lot of time with league executives. The relationship is incredibly important to us. That programming cuts across everything we're doing on the studio side, on the original content side, and we've made that very clear to the NFL. And then uh, here's another here's another quote from him. If you ask me, if you ask me, is there a false narrative out there talking about uh, sports and politics, mainly, you know, taking a knee or basketball players uh, wearing I can't breathe shirts out, out there on the court? which is like years ago at this point. Uh, if you ask me, there is a false narrative out there. I will tell you ESPN being a uh, political organization is false. I will uh, tell you I have been very, very clear with employees here. That's not our job to cover politics purely. Ugh, it's, it's disgusting. Don't, just grow, grow a pair, man. Grow a pair. If you're going to, it's just, I mean, you're a news organization. I understand that you just want to talk about sports, but at some point you're telling you're telling people that they can't, there these things, the events that happen in the world really do affect someone's lives, someone else's life. And you're saying that they can't, they shouldn't comment on it. You should just, essentially, it's a, it's a, it's a backwards saying of shut up and play the game. That's all you're here for. Or shut up and talk about the game. That's all you're here for. So if, I mean, if anything, you know, when, when, uh, and I know this really doesn't apply, but when, when a local news station says, uh, when they try to get in on the calendar fund, that is like, uh, it's national pancake day. We're going to eat some pancakes on camera or it's national joke day, which happened. And, uh, they tell these very crappy jokes. Shouldn't I be able to say, Hey, you're a news person. Shut up and just tell me the news. Come mean, come on. Anyway. So, uh, all this to say that, uh, Jamil Hill, she is not coming back to ESPN as of this Friday coming night. I got here's a tweet here's a tweet, a tweeters from Jim Miller, Jim Miller coming nine one an amicable departure slash buyout for Jamil Hill from ESPN, but a long time coming, which is kind of disgusting on ESPN's part. Uh, it it's uh, here's a, here's more, here's some more detail. He said this on, uh, a TV show, I think. This the former Sports Center anchor will accept a buyout of the remainder of her contract with the network. Said sources, Hill's deal with ESPN still has at least two years to run. <laughs> two years, and she stands to walk away with millions of dollars from ESPN parent Disney while she pursues other career opportunities. Now, this is after uh, Jamil uh, talked smack about. Uh, a lot of uh, NFL things, a lot of um, uh, presidential political things, and uh, now you know, you know all the all the racists, all the whites. They want her. They want her gone. And they, I mean, they're finally getting their their shot. But she's going to be a hot commodity, much like Megyn Kelly was, <laughs> much like Megyn Kelly. Uh, she's going to be a hot commodity in the coming future. Uh, and I hope she lands a job soon where she can actually speak her mind because she is a pundit, uh, whether it be a sports pundit, political news, it doesn't matter. She's somebody out there telling the truth <laughs> how it is. And you're just, I mean, at, at some point ESPN is just saying, Hey, 
you can't you can't talk about this is is silencing whatever the truth is. <sighs> Jamil Hill. And I don't know if her husband is still there. Uh still doing the shows. I assume he is. This is this is much like um Kenya Barris. He just got a buyout for his last year on ABC. Now he's on Netflix. And I don't even know the numbers on that. Uh, I'm sure it's lower than um, Ryan Murphy's, who got a three-digit deal, versus Shonda Rhimes, who got a uh, three-digit? Three Why is it three-digit? What is a nine-digit deal versus uh, uh, Ryan Murphy got nine digits? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Chad. And uh, Shonda Rhimes got eight, I believe. So I don't know how many, I don't know how many Kenya Barris has. Um, I just typed in Kenny Barris. <laughs> Kenya Barris. Uh, I would like to see uh, the numbers on that. And actually, I'm going to double double check. He's also doing a Bewitched reboot with an interracial family, which is going to be good. Which is going to be good. So he got a buyout from, I think he had one more year. He also produced, oh, his, his contract was, uh, yeah, three years before he, his contract was set to expire. Wow. Holy moly. I know he's had issues with ABC as of late, so this is not a surprise, but I thought it was one year. Good for him. He's the, that's a lot of money because Netflix had, or ABC has, has to pay him. Uh, but he's, he left. He's not doing this anymore. So <laughs> that's kind of, because I, I know he was frustrated with ABC because of the things they had creative differences uh, for the, I'm not, I just got an email. I'm not checking my time. I'm like, oh boy, I'm done with this conversation. <laughs> that seems so rude to be looking in the barrel of the camera in the middle of me talking just look down and go okay and then look back what if I, what if there's an important text would I have done that I there was one time about three or four weeks ago I was recording this podcast and it was very late in the day it was like uh almost like six o'clock and I was recording the podcast and I got and as soon as I stopped I got a very important phone call and I was like, what if I had not, wait, what if I was still recording the podcast? What would I have done? I got a very important phone call in regards to a uh, position of uh, working class. Still waiting to hear back from that. Still just going to let you guys in on everything. I'll tell you when I get broken up with, I'll tell you about job issues. Speaking of which, oh boy, having real big job, real big job issues. All right. But I just, uh, but he was having issues. Kenya Bears was having issues with ABC. Uh, they had there was one episode of Blackish that happened uh, that didn't happen this past season, and uh, w- that was talking about politics. I guess I don't remember the exact terms of the episode, but I remember ABC asked, or they, I think either they asked it or they were having, they were just clashing back and forth about it, and then they asked it. Terrible, terrible stuff. Continuing with ESPN, uh, ESPN is now shaking up their morning show, Good Morning. That's the uh, uh, the title of ESPN. Shakes up. It's good. Get up. Get up. Morning show on Variety. I call. I call the show Good Morning instead of Get Up. <laughs> it's not ABC. It's not GMA. Yeah, uh, they are changing everything up. Michelle Beadle is leaving the show, which is a very I mean, she's staying with ESPN, but it's very weird that she's leaving the show. She actually left. Her last episode was today and she's going to move to L.A. to focus more on, quote, intently on her other duties at ESPN as the host of his popular NBA countdown. (laughs) Now, 
get up if you haven't seen it. It's Jalen Rose's show. Well, it was Jalen and Michelle's show. Jalen Rose's show, a morning show that was, I think, two hours, three hours long. It's a very long show. I don't know why it's three hours long, but uh, it's a, it's a, it's basically uh, just three people, and they're interchangeable. Like Jalen's there maybe half the week sometimes. Like sometimes you won't see him on a Thursday and a Friday. Um, and they just sit around. They talk about the sports news of the past 24 hours or the coming 24 hours or the future, whatever. That's how it works. That's how news works. And uh, and so, I mean, it was a it's a fine show. I mean, they that that time slot, the, the seven o'clock to like 10 o'clock time slot used to be um, ESPN. It used to be a sports center. Sports center had a morning version. I think they still had they still have it, but they cut that back to like two hours from like four to six. Uh, or four to seven, something like that, whatever. That's three hours. Um, but yeah, Sports Center used to have a morning show. Uh, before that, it was a before the morning show, it was just regular Sports Center. Remember when they had, used to have like 15 hours of Sports Center a day? Then earlier or later last year, uh, in 2017, they cut it back to like, I would think maybe like 10, 12 hours of, of the of Sports Center. But they have. But I remember, uh, I think, I, I don't know if I did an episode of News Time on this, but they did, which I, and I remember every single episode. I've done 200 episodes of News Time. I remember everything I've ever said on that show. They've done, now, for now, they have uh, they have a, a morning show, which is Sports Center Morning, Sports Center AM. I don't even watch this, and I know this. Uh, Sports Center AM, and they treat it kind of like the Today Show or Good Morning America or CBS This Morning. It's a, well, less so CBS This Morning, but it's a, it's like a happy-go-lucky, you know, <laughs> morning show. And then we have the afternoon show, and then we have the evening show, which are basically just, you know, the regular sports center that we all know and tolerate. And then we have the late night show, Sports Center Late Night, whatever that was called. I assume that was the title. <laughs> but now but now they're changing things up again. I mean, I guess cuz they have all this I don't want to say extra capital from, you know, Disney, but you know, Disney really wants this to work because ESPN is I think maybe still one of the leading sports uh, provocateurs in the nation, in the world. Uh, you know, of course, we got your Fox Sports, which is which is really catching up, especially now that they sold off their assets to Disney. Now they can focus on <laughs> giving out the wrong type of news and putting on decent amount of sports. It's very strange. I mean, now they can focus on really bad news and good sports. Now they can focus on not doing the news right and doing sports. You take that, Fox News. <laughs> No one from Fox News is going to see Sean Hannity starts attacking me. <laughs> that would not be funny, but I would welcome it, Sean Hannity. <laughs> you and me, you son of a gun. Um, and I wouldn't lose to you in a basketball game. I'd destroy you. I'd box you. I'd play golf, football, flag football. We'll put a team together. Terry Crews, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, <laughs> Jason Moma, Joe Magnelio. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I got you, huh? Stephen Amell. I want to keep naming people. People are going to be part of my team. <sighs> Did you know that Michael Clark Duncan was married to Omarosa? I had no idea. And when he died, she had to deal with that. That's insane. Michael Clark Duncan was married to Omarosa. Heard that on a podcast. That's ins- that's that's the craziest thing I learned this week. All right, let's keep going with this story. <laughs> okay. So ESPN also cut Get Up to two hours from three. So they were, like I said, uh, so they gave up the 7 a.m. time slot. <laughs> and I guess SportsCenter is going to go right back to Aaron straight through 8 o'clock, to 8 o'clock. 
Uh, now they're going to talk. Oh, so now, uh, uh, oh boy. Let's see. Time slot, venerable sports center and leaving get up host Mike Greenberg to continue with. Okay. So Mike Greenberg is going to continue with the program and there's going to be a lot of guest contributors. So I guess this is a way to get a rotating selection of different opinions because sometimes, uh, that show would just be the three of them. And you know, they have the same, they cover the same things all the time and they have, they have their opinions. They have their own opinions. I've never seen the show. I've never, ever watched the show. <laughs> I've only seen it at the gym. And, uh, when I had cable, it was, that was what I would turn on that or the news or some cartoon. So I've never actually watched the show. I've never watched, sat down. Also, I've never sat down and watched an hour of sports center. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Who wants to sit down and say, Oh boy, let's see what uh, what Scott has to see, what uh, Mr. Scott has to say. Let's see what this guy has to say. I don't even know the I don't even know the contributors. I'm not gonna lie, I don't even care. Like I've I've sat down and watched an hour of CNN. Boy oh boy, they wouldn't hire me, so I'm gonna talk straight smack about them. I got to three different interviews with them. Three, three phone in person in person, and you people still won't hire me. <laughs> I mean, come on. <sighs> anyway, here's what uh, Connor Shell, the ESPN executive vice president <laughs> who oversees content, said about the show. We remain very committed to get up, and the show continues to provide important context, wide-ranging expertise, and strong analysis and opinions, which is true. The last two are true. I don't know about the important context. I mean, that's just people giving their opinions. Led by Mike Greenberg, Jalen Rose, and a very talented, hardworking team. <laughs> Take Michelle out immediately. It remains a central part of our revamp morning lineup. And I guess they can afford to do this right now because it is the summertime. It is sports are slowing down. You know, football is starting up, but it's, it's the preseason. Dallas is 0-3. No one really cares. Arizona is 3-0. I think the Raiders are doing fine. Colts, losing. Eagles, eh, they're terrible. <laughs> Look at you naming things. I don't know about the Falcons. I haven't seen any of the scores for that. Um, but right now is an important juncture. You know, baseball is there are 900 games in <laughs> hockey's not around right now. Uh, NBA is in a summer league or they're coming out of the summer league NFL's preseason. So you really just, or soccer is dead. So you really just have no, nothing else to really talk about. I, when I still had cable, which was just a few months ago, I was watching good morning football every morning. I love Good Morning Football. It's such a good show. With Grant, the only reason I watched it uh, was because of the uh, the contributors. You know, Pete. I forget everybody's name now. I haven't seen a few. I haven't seen it since like May. It's so sad. I haven't seen it all summer. But anyway, all that to say, what did they talk about? Is there a Brian on that show? There's a woman, Kate. I believe that's her name. She's great. I like her. I like all of them. I like all of them. It's very hot. It's like this right now. I don't know what's good. Is it the light? That's it's the light over there. It's very hot. Should I continue the show? <laughs> ESPN uh, Friday writes has at least so far not been able to move up with Get Up. The show launched in early April and has been hard pressed to generate an audience on par with ESPN's grander goal for the program. I think that's a problem is because it was three hours long. That show should have started out as an hour. That's what uh, Sports Center, Sports Sports Nation did. Sports Nation was an hour. It was an hour and it was live. And then they realized this is too long for this kind of show. <laughs> then they cut it back to 22 minutes to half an hour. 22 minutes with the commercials. 
GitHub is one of several attempts ESPN has made to spar more directly with a horde of hot talk programs offered on rival sports TV outlets, large and small, that give the host free range to criticize and rant. That's kind of what Jamil Hill had when and her and Michael Smith had on the C, on the 6 p.m. hour of SportsCenter when they were hosting it, but now they don't. Uh, <laughs> ESPN uh, via uh, Variety says the that uh, Hill and Smith show for the 6 p.m. hour of SportsCenter is a mismatch was a mismatch of uh, anchors and format. The hosts were told after several months to on air to focus more on scores and games and not commentary. And was scotched in January. What does that mean? Does that mean turned off? Canceled? <laughs> what is scotched? I'm going to start using that. I'm going to start using that. Uh, the show was scotched. Yeah, she left Sports Center in uh, January. That's right. Anyway, uh, let's see. Continuing on. They shot in Connecticut? The network has been eager to move its production beyond what it can do from its headquarters in Bristol, Connecticut. And Get Up was the first of the series of shows designed uh, for the New York for the new New York facility. Okay, yeah, I was about to say it doesn't make sense because I know Jalen doesn't live in Connecticut. Nobody would choose to live in Connecticut. Uh, ooh, wow! First take is moving to New York in September, which Stephen A. Smith is going to continue hosting that in September. Crazy. Okay, so anyway, but GetUp has been plagued by criticism from the start. The host's commenta- uh, chemistry has been called into question, and ESPN has seemed particularly eager to keep GetUp from crossing into the lifestyle entertainment territory, typically mined by Good Morning America and Today. It's a line the network has walked in the past after it launched an ESPN2 morning program called Cold Pizza that sent correspondence to Golden Globes and political conventions. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't want you doing that last part. Jesus. On most days, Get Up has failed to capture more than 300,000 viewers, making it tough to feed audiences to late morning and early afternoon programming. I think that is that is definitely one of the bigger issues was that it was three hours long. It should not have ever been that long. That is too long for a show of that caliber. It, ESPN is barely three hours long. They cut it to two. <laughs> it's barely... That's that's crazy. Who who wants to watch somebody talk about sports for that long? And not even the hardest of course of sports fans want somebody to do that. I don't want to see somebody. I don't want a podcast to be three hours long. And I love podcasts, with the exception of there was one podcast episode of You Made It Weird with uh, Pete Holmes. He talked to Matt Myra for I think like three and a half hours straight, and that was a great that was a great episode of that podcast. But I don't want to see that again <laughs> from anybody. Three hours is too long. Speaking of which, 37, uh, 38 minutes is too long for this show. <laughs> I'm uh, eight minutes over. All right. Uh, before I hang up, <laughs> I want to keep doing that. Before I hang up, I have another uh, uh, sponsor for this week. This is uh, Gossip. Gossip is a Stitcher premium TV show. What am I talking about? I listen to Earwolf podcasts all the time, and that's all I do is talk about Stitcher Premium, and I know it's not a network, TV network. <sighs> Gossip is a uh, the, is the first ever scripted comedy soap opera podcast, and it debuted earlier this summer. Twelve episodes, right now. You can listen to them all. Uh, creator and star Allison Raskin developed it with uh, Stitcher and Midroll, and the reviews are overwhelmingly positive. The Guardian said, imagine the love child of Desperate Housewives and Sex and the City in the podcast form, and you have got gossip, which is true. Gossip is, uh, there's a lot of people on that show, 
you should definitely check it out. And if I if I can find the people right now, I will give you the names of the people who have appeared in the show. Because you know what? It's uh it's got a lot of it's got a lot of uh, comedy people that you would know and love. Now, it stars a lot of people, but only three of them are the main stars. Gossip centers on the three unlikely female friends: Valerie, Vic- uh, who's played by Victoria Rowell, Mia, who's played by Amanda Perez, and Bethany, who's played by Allison Raskin herself. Each week, they meet at the Golden Cup Coffee Corner to drink coffee and share the latest gossip floating around their not-so-traditional urban town of Golden Acres. You can listen to gossip on all of the podcasts places, mainly Stitcher, but if you want to listen to it on Pocket Cast, you can do it there. Listen to it on iTunes, you can do it there. On whichever one you want. Guys, I'm, <laughs> I'm struggling so hard to find this, uh, whatchamacallit, this, uh, the group of people who have been in the show. Anyway, the camera just cut off on me. <laughs> so, you should check it out. Uh, the, oh, so here, this, here are some people who've been in the show. Emily Heller. Tawny Newsom, Dan Lippert, Amanda Lund, John Gabris, Pete Gardner. So many people. Peter McKenzie, Adam Blake. So many people have guested on the show. And I think you should check it out. Gossip. Binge all episodes right now. Stitcher or anywhere you get podcasts. And I promise next time I do this spot, it'll be better. Thank you for listening to the Constitutionals Podcast. If you like what you heard here or saw, you can go on over to cpluscomedy.com where there's some stuff, <laughs> I'm sure. You can follow us on Twitter at cpluscomedy. Follow me on Twitter at Chad Black White. Like us on Facebook. Continue listening to this podcast, but also head to the YouTube page, youtube.com slash cpluscomedy, where you can get our premiere show news time as well as a video version of this podcast. The premiere show is called News Time. It's a new show. I do it every single week. It's a wonderful show. Uh, where I cover entertainment news. This week's episode is about uh, Billboard's new way to count streams. Streams are great. You like streaming music? You have to stream an album 1,250 uh, 1, times in order to make it look like you bought it. There you go. I just had a hiccup. <laughs> Tastes like cereal. Okay. Check it out. So check out that episode of News Time. And until then, next time, I'll see you at the dinner bar.